Hey guys, what's up? I'm Yarel Ramos. And I'm Jessica Molina. We all have those weight hold up moments in life. Those times where our perspective shifts and our hustle changes as a result. Each week, tune in as we chat with a new guest who's on their grind and learn the pivotal moments that shape their journey. And when we're not chatting with a guest, Jess and I will dig into the latest weight hold up moments happening in politics and pop culture. You're listening to Weight Hold, hold Up. up. How's it going? Our fans, our listeners, Jess, how are you? I'm so good. I'm super pumped for this guest, especially because she's an old homegirl of yours. <laughs> she <laughs> is. We actually went to high school together in the San Fernando Valley, so I'm yeah. really excited. But I, I'm kind of like intimidated because she, no. her voice, I mean, just, just the moment she speaks, I'm like, whoa, there I go. There goes my <laughs> voice. <laughs> but we're so happy to have her here, Natalia Perez. She's an on-air, on-air personality for Big Boys Neighborhood on mm-hmm. Real 92.3. And she's also an in-stadium host for the Dodgers. Go so when you guys go to the games, you guys see her there at the games, uh, hanging out with the crowd. And then obviously Un- you... Unless you, that's the moment that I get on the big screen and then that's when you're like, oh, let's go get nachos. Yeah. And then, you, then it's and like... Then and then it doesn't, doesn't happen. happen. <laughs> yeah. it, but then hopefully you come back on the next inning. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Natalia, thank you so much for being no, with thank us thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing what you guys are doing, because this is what women should be doing. Yes. Yes. Yes, queen. So you are from L.A. Yes. Uh, you grew up in the San Fernando Valley. We both went to Poly High School. Go Parrots. Go Parrots. Yeah. Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Parrots? Yes. Parrots. I oh, know. so intimidating. You should be. We'll peck your eyes out. No, i <laughs> It was always like the thing, right? Because everybody else was like the Cougars and the Panthers, and then you come to Paris. Everyone's cool comeback was, oh, Polly want a cracker? And you're like, oh, Oh, gosh, get a new one. That's actually really good. (laughs) I really like that one. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, guys. Well, my school were we were highwaymen, which then highwaymen. as I got highwaymen. Well, we were Tina highwaymen, and as I got older, you learned that the highwaymen were the people who like raped and pillaged and like destroyed. Oh. Okay. Has so, it changed since then? No, it hasn't. Oh my god! But I mean, like that's really what they were. They were like burglars and like destroyed communities and yeah. probably like the British Crazy. are coming in. Right. We're gonna kill you. It's kind of like if go Tina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did, was was there a mascot though? Like, what would he wear? Yeah, I mean, our school colors were blue and white, and it was. Now that I come to think about it, it was just like a a white dude in like a a, a band uniform. It was really oh, like okay. nothing that okay. was like yeah. we we, we were like sneak around and no, like jump it wasn't up that menacing <laughs> right. at all. Well, our parrot, he was pretty buff. He yes. was he was buff. He had he you he know had muscles be. and he, he was yeah. on the creatine. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> He was juicing. He was there juicing. You, you, you weren't there, like, because you know you were a couple years younger than me. But you weren't there when, like, when there was no mascot. Where you, did you? You always there I always, always was. Yeah, the, I always. I remember mascot. the year we got the mascot, and we were like, "Damn, we're legit now. Look, we got a mask. <laughs> He's got feathers." <laughs> I love that so you guys pumped. were hyped for a parrot mascot. Like that's cool yeah. spirit, right there. <laughs> and mind you, our football team was sucky. Yeah, like I don't remember it being really great. So, yeah. um. Shout out to all our friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
like you tried. Leave it there. Yeah. Leave it. Shout you out tried. to all the parrot peeps. Yeah. <laughs> all the parrot peeps. Uh, so Natalia and I, uh, yeah, we went to high school together. Grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you went off to to college. You yeah. went to CSUN. I went to see. I was so jealous because you went off to Miami. I did. And I was like, oh, I'm just here. It's like there's nothing wrong with Cal State Northridge. Absolutely loved it. Growing up, I actually thought that Northridge was like the equivalent of like UCLA because mm. like that's all I knew. And my dad had went there. My cousins and my aunts, my uncles, like everyone went to CSUN. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to CSUN. And then as I grew up, I was like, oh, I get it. CSUN's a like, it's a good school. Don't get me wrong. But again, I was like, oh, there's like other things that I should have been like, yeah, I should have like tried to go to UCLA. But everyone's journey is everyone's journey. Right. So, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's what we really try to honor on the show is the differences in all of our journeys yes. and that it it, it shouldn't look the same as anyone else because yeah. if you're if it's looking like someone else's and it's not authentic to who you are. Um, yeah. So that I think is really important. And at what point did you decide that you wanted to be a journalist, get into radio? Uh, what was I that? I wish path? I can consider myself a journalist because I didn't. Growing up, I was for some odd reason. I don't know why. But I, when I was like in second grade, Kiss FM came to my school and they did like a little job fair kind of thing. And I was like, is Rick D's here? Oh, my God. This is the most ex-. like I was front and center, like little Indian city in the style. And I was like so pumped and excited that uh, a radio station was there. And then after that, I was like, OK, maybe I'll be a teacher. Maybe I'll, you know, be a vet. And then um, then when I went to college, uh, excuse me, high school and I'm going to date myself, that's when like. Carson Daly and Lala and like everyone who was a VJ was really cool and they were looking for VJs and you can audition and I was like oh my god working for MTV and being a VJ looks like the coolest job ever that's what I want to do so when um when it came time to talk to a counselor I was like I want to be on MTV or I want to do this and I want to be Oprah and Ricky Lake and I want to you know talk to people and I don't know how to play music but I love music she was like listen girl calm down I see the laundry list of things you want to do. Why don't you focus on one thing and then you'll be able to branch out from there. What's the one thing you've always loved? And I was like, you know, I really love radio. She's like, all right, CSUN's got a really great radio program. They do X, Y, and Z. It's local. You know, my family situation, we didn't have the money to send me away to college, but I also was too afraid to take out a loan. So it just worked. Went to CSUN. Started uh, immediately had already like I was one of those kids that declared my um, what is it your major major. when I was still in high school and I was like I'm going in as a radio kid and then a year into college that's when I got a job at Kiss FM wow yeah yeah that's amazing I'm I'm so envious of people who from the jump were like this is it this is what I'm doing and because now you've had 14 years in the industry Mm -hmm. and so you're like a professional and are blossoming (laughs) girl if you can't claim professional after 14 years i don't know when you can okay (laughs) you know what i think it's because i still feel like just a rate like a young radio kid like street team member like Mm because that's what i started off as and because when i started off i was 19 and i worked on the street team and i was you know mailing out prizes or going to a 7-eleven and popping a 10 at you know 90 degrees and uh, in the middle of summer and I stayed in that same building and the bosses and the people who hired me are still there and they come up to me and in a very endearing, sweet way, look at me like I'm still that 19 year old mm-hmm. kid who came in and forgot to tell them that the car wash was done with their car. And now their car's locked up because it's six o'clock p.m. And I forgot like that's who they still I still feel like I get seen that way because they feel like 
parents to me yeah or like they're like oh that's that's little Natalia like we helped her grow up um so I think that's why I'll always imagine myself as this like oh I'm just here to have fun guys please yeah can I come play that sort of mentality which I feel also too adds up to you being so successful now because there's still that like that innocent part of you that enjoys it for what it really is yeah and and doesn't see it like oh I'm this I mean because you are a big star on radio now yeah I guess so <laughs> I don't know I mean you made it's, it on the weight holds up podcast I you gotta know yeah. right? watch out watch out mom <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I and also I think that that will that spirit allows you to continue to learn and grow because when people get to the space of feeling like they know all that there is to know you will hit a uh, that ceiling and sometimes I think it also puts you in a space where you become like bitter in yeah. the environment that you're in. And since you started in radio, media, social media has evolved so much. So if you don't sort of keep that hunger and ambition yeah. that these young cats are coming out of college with, yeah. then you will miss the train. Definitely. Like I was, I remember sign I remember being on the street team and telling people how to um add in code to their Facebook uh, not their Facebook their MySpace page to change the color background do y'all remember that yeah yeah I was like Uber you want purple I'll give you purple hold on (laughs) HTML alligator whatever um and then I remember Facebook getting really big and then I like I I saw all the changes when it came to social media and how and that was that's one thing that I, I truly um love about the company that I work for because when I first got into radio or, you know, signed up for radio in, in college, someone was like, don't do it. Radio is dying. You're not going to have a mm. job in 10 years. You're going to waste your time. And now I look back and I'm like, I work for one of the biggest media companies in the world when it comes to radio. And our company now has all these festivals and these events and they change the way that you listen to radio what are you talking about radio's dying? Like, this is amazing what they've been able to do and switch it around and with it, how they went from Clear Channel to iHeart and now everyone knows the name iHeart. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but going back to that, I remember them just embracing every change that came along and I think that helps always keep that mindset in mind of, for me is embrace the new changes. If, if there's a new app, sign up for it. Doesn't matter if it's going to kick off or if it's not going to kick off, at least sign up yeah. for it or, you know, check out whatever this Snapchat thing is that people are talking about and then we become obsessed with it and then Rihanna says don't use it and we're like, ah, oh, don't use it. Yeah. Stocks are down. <laughs> yeah. Stocks are down. Snapchat. I know. But the filters are so good. I know. I know. So but fun. then you just bring them into Instagram and then everything exactly. is okay. Cool. <laughs> but Save. It's funny that you mentioned mention that too because I, I I'm, I'm sure you guys both get this question a lot like oh how from young girls like I want to be where you're at and I want to do what you're doing like and I'm in college but how do I get there mm-hmm. it's cost you 14 years and yeah. it's been like starting on the street team I'm assuming going to another department working yep. with another department still with that dream of being yeah. on air. yeah I mean it took me I would say I, I wish I knew the, the, the date that I that I did it, but there was one moment when, um, so I had been, I did street team, like you said, and then I moved from promotions to programming, and programming is where I wanted to be, because that's where you get to work with the people who are on air, you, you know, this is the answering the phone calls and writing down the contest winners, and I was like, I really, I want to learn how to run a board, I want to learn everything, and so that's where I want to be, and I was thankful, uh, 
was um, not thankful enough. I was lucky enough that someone took a chance on me because I didn't know how to run a board. And everyone who had come into the station had run a board in some kind of smaller market. And they're like, we're going to give you a chance. And I was like, I'm going to learn so hard and I'll, I'll put in extra time. I don't care. And they were like, okay, okay just go do it. And I was like, all right. So, um, at one point I was producing and I was uh, producing a community council show that aired on a, a few stations. I was producing an afternoon show, but I wasn't doing anything on air. And this woman who is this badass woman, her name is Julie Pilot, and she works, she's literally one of the reasons that um, Dr. Dre started like Beats by Dre, and not Beats by Dre, but they're streaming music. And then mm. when they went to Apple, Apple. and she works for wow. Apple, she's so amazing. But she said, I got a job for you. It's with Ryan Seacrest. It's an editing position. And I really thought about it and I came back and I said, no. And she was like, what do you mean? This is like full time. This is benefits. This is, you know, more money. This is a great position. It's stability. And I said, I said, if I take this job, I'm going to put a thousand percent into it and I'm going to push myself back two years because what I really want to do is I really want to be on air. And I know that I will not focus on my dream because I want to be a great employee and she said, are you sure? Because if you want to be on air in LA, you're going to have to leave. And I said, I'm willing to take that risk, but I can't take that editing position because I want to be on air. And I feel like even just maybe a year or two after that, that's when the universe was like, we heard you. Mm. We heard what you wanted and you accepted it into your life and you finally recognized it. We're going to help you now. And then that's when all these like other opportunities started coming in. And I finally was like, I'm okay with saying my dreams because I, I was too afraid to say them for so long. Yeah. I think a lot of people are. I think sometimes people are afraid of the hate or they're afraid of like, it's not, don't, don't have that dream. Right. That's not possible. Yeah. Or what are you talking about? You can't do that. Like so many people are going to tell you no, but until you, so that's why I was too, so afraid to say to someone like, I want to be on air. And I was afraid someone was going to say like, oh, your voice sucks or you're not good at this. And then finally I was like, listen, I just got to do it. I just got to try at least, right? So What I love and, and a conversation I was recently having is you created the space for that to happen because if you had taken the editing job, then you wouldn't have been able to receive something yes. else that would have come your way. Yes. But it's like because there was this this area that was opened up and free, you were then able to yeah. like let this other thing come. And that's a big risk because that's really listening to yourself. Yeah. That's really being true to yourself. And that's, I mean, benefits, salary. Yeah. Like there's also the real, yeah. the human things yeah. of like, baby, I got to pay bills. Yeah. I got to, I, I want that. Let me load nice on my resume. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And especially at that time, too, I was like, health insurance. Oh, my God. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. I need it. Yeah. And when did it happen then for you? When was that moment when um, was it the big boy group? Was it you? It was it was a little it was actually a few years before that. So um, Manny on the streets, who I had known since I started day one at Kiss FM, had become a really great friend of mine. And he's just such a good person. Like he wants to see people win just mm. as much as he wants to win. And so someone had approached him and said, hey, this guy's trying to put together this show. I'm not really sure what it is, but they're looking for a female. They really wanted Ellen Kay, but, you know, she's she's busy. Um, do you know anyone who would be interested in doing a show um, that's a female, young, in L.A., L.A. lifestyle? And he was like, Natalia. And so this he sent me, like, a text message. was like, hey, I threw your name out for a job. I don't know what it is, but they might be calling you. And I was like, okay. So I got this call. Um, 
from a guy named Eric Braverman. And he said, hey, my name's Eric. We're putting together this show. Are you interested in coming down and auditioning? And I said, yeah, sure. I mean, at that point, I was doing nothing. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I go down and I realize that it's going to be this um, talk show. Well, not talk show. It was a radio countdown show with this guy named um, Osher Ginsberg. He's from Australia and they're going to produce the show here in L.A. And so they said, just go in and just chat it up with him and talk about, you know, celebrity stuff that's going on. And for some reason, Osher and I had this really great chemistry. I was just like, oh, my God, it's like my best friend. This is amazing. He happened to bring up some celebrity story that I had just read that day. And I was like, oh, my God, it was a song. So I like knew. Yeah, Isn't like it amazing when you have those yes. moments and you're like, thank you. Yes, yeah, so I was like, I thank knew you all universe. about this yes. right now. <laughs> and um, so they had me come back one more time after that. And then and mind you, I never been through an audition process, too. So I was like, I don't know what is going on. And so then after the second time I came in, they said, are you free Saturday night? And I was like, yeah, of course. What do you need? And they're like, well, we're going to start the show on Saturday. So you ready? And I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. And so what it was, was it was a countdown show, the equivalent of American Top 40, but in Australia. And the show was called The Hot Hits Live from L.A. And we were in L.A. We were getting you all the hottest goss and, you know, interviews with people and music from L.A. And that really L.A. lifestyle, but in, for Australian An audience. Yeah. yeah. And it was in so many markets in Australia. And I never heard it. I never heard it. I never yeah. went. You never went. Never to went. Show for oh, like crazy. three years. I was like, they're going to send me. They're going to send me. They never sent me more. <laughs> She's probably like a big deal in Australia. I know, right? They've well, got not more. billboards, <laughs> billboards, pictures. But, um, but yeah, so I, I was doing that, and that's where I learned everything. I learned how to breathe. I learned how to do commercials. I learned how to read a well, read a teleprompter as much as I can. Um, do on camera stuff. They threw me into red carpets. They threw me into junkets. I didn't know anything, and they were just like, "Just go and do it." And there were a lot of mis mistakes. There were the growing pains, but it was such a great experience. And then. Um, and then these, after three years, um, Osher decided to uh, to part ways. And then because I was his co-host, I then was given one more month. And then, you know, my contract wasn't renewed. And I was so sad. Um, but in between that time, the people at iHeart, uh, one guy, his name is John Ivey, said, hey, I know you've been doing some stuff. Can you send me an air check? And I was like, sure. So from there, I was able to land a gig with Rick Dees, worked with him for about a year. And then um, Rick Dees uh, decided to leave the station, which was Hot 92.3. And then I worked with a guy named Jimmy for a couple years. And then the station flipped. And then I was given the opportunity to join Big Boy Show. So wow. it was a lot. This, I mean, <laughs> no, that's, but that's, that's, a, that's a real oh, journey. Yeah. It's yeah. not linear by yeah. any stretch yeah, of the yeah. imagination. And um, but what I'm really curious about is you just listed a bunch of dudes that yes. you collaborate with. Yes. What do you think it will take? Because now that I'm thinking about it, I grew up in New York, like in New York, New Jersey. So for me, it was Elvis Duran on Z100, yes. right? What? And now I'm like, damn, are there any women other than Delilah? Angie Martinez. And, oh, Angie Martinez. Oh, my God. That's yes. like, oh, right. my God. My yeah. New York crew. I'm sorry. That is like the queen. Yeah, yeah. The queen. Yes. <laughs> I totally, although for growing up at first, I wasn't allowed to listen to Hot 97 because my family is like pretty Christian. And I, it was like, don't listen to that booty shaking music. But now, yes. So Angie Martinez. But like, other than that, I mean, I know there's misinfo, but it's like when you think about now, I'm like about to like run through all my New York right. heads just yeah. so I can like show some credibility. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you know, yeah. I, mean, I know Laurel Styles is there right now. Yes. Angela Yee, I see you ladies. But at the same time, 
in terms of being the lead host mm-hmm. right now, we don't we don't have it with women. And right, it's been, in radio I space. mean, Angie Martinez has been on forever. Ever. And she's held it down. And what's great about Angie is that, and I'm so envious in the greatest way possible, is that Angie, and she said this in her book, she was like, I was a girl who loved music that fell into radio. And there are other people who are radio kids who love music. Mm. And there's a really different style. And so I think that's one thing that I love about Angie is that there is this authenticity and genuineness for the music and for the culture. And I'm like, oh, I wish I was that, like like how she is, but I'm a radio kid who fell in love with music. Mm-hmm. So it, we're, we have different styles, which, you know, both should be celebrated, but I do love that about Angie as well. Yeah, no, I mean, when it comes to authenticity, I think obviously also being like an East Coaster, when you hear people talk about New York, that is one of the first things that you're going to hear is yeah. that we, we will say it how it is. We're going to be very real, whether yes. you like it or not. And that's that freshness that I like to think that we bring to the table. Um, <laughs> you do. But where and how can women can sort of like get to the and I'm sure that you're in there because like, you work with a lot of women I mean I do. there are other women that, that yeah work there's on the amazing show. women in LA as well there's Sissini who works over at Seacrest and Tanya and I know a lot of women behind the scenes you know the music director over at Kiss her name is Beata and there's uh, you know DJ Charisma who's making a really big uh, impact yeah, in, yeah, do, in radio um but yeah you know when I was in I think Last year of high school, beginning of college, I was obsessed with um, all, uh, Star 98.7 and a show called uh, Jamie and Danny. And it was Jamie White. And I was obsessed with it because Jamie was the female mm. and her name was first. And I was like, yes, girl, there's it's everything else is, you know, K-Rock, Kevin and Bean. It's Rick D's in the morning. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Ryan it's Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Um, and I met her and I at the Christmas party and I was like, oh, I love you. And you're one of the reasons I'm in radio because you're a female and your name is first. Oh, my God. And um, so I thought that was really cool to look up to. You know, Ellen Kay was with Rick D's for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then she was with Ryan for right. a very long time. And now she got her own morning show and she's yeah. on coast and she's holding it down. Yeah. It's like, again, like, yeah, one of the only solo females out there. And in radio, it does suck. You feel like sometimes, at least not, not so much anymore do I feel this way, but I felt like when I first started, it was like, oh, you're a female, you're only, then you're going to be good for either middays or you're good for a co-host. Mm-hmm. And those were the only, and that, I think that's why sometimes like we get in these positions where we're told by men or the authorities of there's only space for enough, this many females, yeah. right? You know, right. like, oh, there's room for every single guy, yeah. but we can only have two girls. It's, it's like the idea of like, and I think we've talked about it before. It's like, oh, here's a piece of ch- a cheese, right? And all the, that's the only thing we have for you ladies. So yes. what are we going to do? We're all going to try to be like, ah, let me get the piece yes. of it. And then I think we mentioned last time, like, and then there's a whole pizza outside just waiting for us to like really enjoy. Right. And, but our attention know, is focused on that one On that thing. one piece. So we're not, we, we're, we become the, these women that are yeah. so catty and, you know, and envious of others. Um, but even in that conversation of like women and you, you also mentioned a lot of women that supported you and that helped you. Yeah. And that have defined a lot of uh, big moments in your life. You know what? I think, to, to be honest with you, I think as, yes, there were a lot of females in the business that were there. But I think the most female support I ever got were the females that I grew up with. The girls that, like, were my, that are still my friends. My mom was like, no one's going to hold your hand. So you better get it done. And so my mom was a big influence. And everyone, everyone 
just believed in me and no one like none of my friends were ever like this isn't gonna happen they were always supportive if I had to work they were there and they'd come hang out with me and so I think that's where I got a lot of female support but back to your question of like what is it gonna take I think it's just gonna I really don't ever feel like right now at least in radio that they're trying to hold down women I think it's just women just coming in more more girls coming in and being interested in radio and wanting to be there um and creating moments like this and creating shows like this having our own stuff because Mm -hmm. there's an audience for it and when you think about it the demo and the people who who your audience member is it's female like we're the ones that drive it we're the ones that are buying we're the consumers and so why aren't we the ones all in the forefront as well but I think it you know there, I'm very blessed and lucky to work with someone like Big Boy Two, who's a radio legend, who allows the freedom and the strongness to be, to be present. just as present, yeah. and just as yes, you can ask that question. Like it, it, there's never like um like I worked with someone one time, and they would keep my mic down, and I was and when I when they wanted the, it was a guy, it was when he wanted me to talk, he would put the mic up and tell me to talk, and I was like, uh, excuse, I was just it yeah. was so taken back, like really you're really that afraid of a female voice of like Mm. maybe being better than you or maybe getting the punchline in first. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case in, you know, in big boy show. It is. That's amazing. What has been the biggest learning experience for you working with big boy with, um, he's so gracious. I think that's really what it is. Uh, okay. This is what it is too. It's one time we were in Vegas and, uh, they sent us house for, for a fight. And I was like, Oh, this is so cool. We get to like stay in the hotel and then do the, like the press row. And, and so we're walking through the casino, I think like after our broadcast and, um, someone walks up to big and he hugs them. Yeah. What's, what's up, man. You know, slap hands. And then like two feet later, it's, another person came oh hey how you doing what's up hug and I was like man big boy knows a lot of people like he sees his friends everywhere and then like by the fourth or fifth person I was like oh these aren't his friends like these are fans of the show and he literally treats every single person like a family member or a friend and I was like that is amazing because every because that's what it is that's what radio is it's that connection uh with someone so when someone is dedicated to you and listens to you every day and they get mm-hmm. to know you and then when they see you in person it's like they really they know, know you, you. Yeah. it's not yeah. when you see Leonardo DiCaprio and you're like oh my god I loved you in Blood Diamond and you think he's that person it's yeah. they really know they're like the people come up to me and they'll be like where's Mystery Matt oh my god I heard about you know and I'm like oh my god you know my life yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think with Big it, it was he treats every single person with the utmost respect he takes every single photo every single hug talks to every like he will be the last person there to Mm -hmm. take a photo with everyone and talk to everyone and just he's so just nice and again very very generous and that's I feel like that's been his why he's had such a great career you know and for so many years being like the king of LA yeah running LA yeah um, for real and I, I love what you said about just sort of that th- these people becoming your family because I mean Yarel and I have only been doing the podcast for six months and it's been really interesting to see that the episodes where we are more vulnerable mm-hmm. do connect mm-hmm. with our listeners and allowing ourselves to get into that space yeah. where yeah. it's like okay I'm sharing some yeah. stuff yeah. today y'all you're yeah. about to, to know but and like, people love it they the people too. are going to connect with you and they're going to root for you and they're gonna they're gonna if you miss one they're gonna be like oh my god I feel like I'm missing my friends yeah. so for people to connect with you like that that means you guys are doing something right eh, we love you yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, another, I mean, besides just killing it on in the morning, um, you're also, which is something that I love because I'm a big baseball fan. Uh, you guys can check Let's her out. Let's go Mets. I, I, <laughs> <No>! <laughs> I had to it, throw that in there. Did, did they make it to the playoffs last year? I don't remember. Did we ever? I think so. I don't remember, Jazz. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I know, I know, um, I know. But yeah, go Mets. <laughs> All I have to say is that it takes a strong person to be a Mets fan because you're used to disappointment. Yeah. Oh, see, and man, that was us for a long time, too. And it's also like in New York, I feel like everybody's a, a Yankee, Yankee fan, fan yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's when you see, I'm like, oh, you're a Mets fan? Oh, that's cool. It's yeah. like how I'm a Clipper fan in LA and people are like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, there's another team in LA. I know. <laughs> right. They need love. They love. Um, so how, how did that happen for you? And how has that been? It's I mean, been amazing. Um, so the guy who produced the Australian show that I worked on, um, and this is another lesson that I learned in the business is don't burn bridges and don't like when you leave a job, even if you're sad or frustrated, like do not put those frustrations out in publicly publicly because yeah, you know ne- social media yes because tell you, them to your friends tell them to your wall tell them to your mom but, but not yeah exactly and so um i was sad but then um i think it was maybe two years later and um Eric hits me up. Eric Braverman, the producer, hit me up again and said, hey, we got a position um, as one of the in-stadium hosts. Are you interested? And I was like, do you even need to ask? Yes. And so um, went down there, got to audition. Thankfully, that audition went well. And um, and yeah, they asked me to be an in-stadium host. And that, now I'm going into my fifth season. Wow. So, yeah. I've been there for it's like it's weird that it's like five seasons. That's five seasons. That's crazy. But it's such a like, how do you say that like when people will bump into me at the stadium, they'll be like, gosh, do you just love this job? And I just kind of point to the field and I was like, how do you hate your office when this is your office? Yeah. There's something magical. I especially like nighttime baseball games Mm -hmm. because I also, the same reason I love like nighttime football games, there's something about those lights and the energy. And it's like a summer night too. Yes. It's it's the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, make sure if, if you get to go to a Dodger game, if you see her, go say yeah. hi to her. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, don't get to pick the people who play the games, so I've just got to put that I know. Out there. <laughs> that, was, that was something, too, that I was like, okay, she does the games and the hat shuffles, mm-hmm. and, and those are a lot of fun. Those are really fun, and I think they're fun for fans, too, because, again, it's like – when with so many people are like, oh, baseball's boring, blah, blah, blah. But you do got to give those fans something in between innings when they're switching teams out. So I think it's just a fun interaction. People can be silly. They can win a prize. And I like it, too, because we get to interact with the fans a lot. And you get to see people get excited. Yeah. And, and I get to play game hosts like, let's see what's behind, you know, yeah. like little Vanna White <laughs> moments. I love it. So what I think is really awesome about your story and what you do is that you definitely work really hard. And I think that it's easy for people to uh, glamorize. Oh, yeah. The that work. highlight reel, right? Yeah. It's like, wow, look at her. She's on Big Boy and she's and at she's Dodgers. At Dodgers. And she's at the red carpet. And yeah. she's at Canelo fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> and who did she meet? Yeah. And, and who's Mystery Matt? Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's oh, yeah. <laughs> like Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and assume that you're besties with whomever you're interviewing and whatever it may be. But... What do you wish people knew about all that it took for you to get to where you are? Um, Probably, I don't know. I guess there would be a lot of things. There's one thing is like, I don't like 
So a lot of the times when I go to the red carpets and I'm like, you know, so excited to be at Black Panther or so excited to be at this. And they're like, they'll leave a comment like, oh, tell us how the movie is. And I'm like, I didn't see it because I had to work the red carpet, rush home, edit any audio or video that I have and to hopefully play it back the next day on the show or have it up and have it ready. And also I wake up at 3 a.m. So the red carpet's done at, you know, maybe 7.30 or 8. I still have prep to do for the show the next day. So there are going to be a lot of fun things that I miss out on because of the work, the work that needs to get done. Because when you work, like, if you want to keep your job, you got to work. There's no, right. If you don't do the work, you're not going to keep the job. So I think it's the, um, there are little, I mean, that's such a champagne problem. Oh, boohoo. I didn't get to see Black Panther. I'll see it when it comes out. You know what I mean? It's like a champagne problem, but I think it's the, um, yeah, there's a lot of fun things that I miss out on because of my bedtime. Gosh, I'm so old. <laughs> no, I mean, if I had to wake up at 3 a.m., yeah. you all would never see me. Yeah, yeah. I've done. I miss out on a lot done. of dinners. Yeah, like dinners with friends, like who get off work at six or something. And it's like, happy oh, let's hours. go happy it's hours. Um, uh, on Sunday night, my friend had a birthday party just at the house, and everyone's having a good time. And I was like, okay, gotta, gotta go, guys. They're like, why? And I'm like, to go to bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you miss you miss out on um on certain things like that, but. It's, you know, it's our job. It's our passion. So you don't look at it as a, I don't always look at it as like a negative thing. The yeah. only time is when I'm like so tired and I'm like, oh, I say tired, but thankful. Yes. Tired, but thankful. Tired, but thankful. And I feel like you should be allowed to, 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 to call out what's sometimes is frustrating. Yeah. That's the problem, I think. And I, cause I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today who is going through, a, who's going through a lot and is like, but I'm really grateful. And it's, it's sad that we almost have to like say that because you should be able to say dude i'm tired or i'm overworked or i I need a day off yes because that's the nature of the beast you cannot maintain Mm -mm. at the level and the speed that you're going at all the time yes especially when you get older too (laughs) it's just harder that's 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 true that's true what what's next for natalia i don't know i don't know to be honest with you because um so someone asked me the other day, like, what's the end goal? And I was like, oh, this was the end goal. You know, like my goal really was just to. And I think that that's uh, like, you know, people are always like, oh, just like the possibilities are endless. And sometimes I'm too much of like a realist where I was like, OK, I don't want to like at one point I stopped thinking of all the amazing things that could happen. And I was like, let me just let me just get this one thing. And my mm. one thing was. I want to just be on air in LA because I want my parents to be able to turn on the radio, Mm. even if they don't like Drake, just turn it on and know that they can listen to their daughter on the radio and that she achieved something that she set out to do. And, and I think because I was working for it for so long just to get on air in LA that I almost stopped thinking about what would be the next move Mm -hmm. because I'm so focused on what I'm doing right no. now? Am I making sure that every day I'm delivering the the best show possible? Am I contributing as much as I can? Am I doing as enough for the brand as I can? Am I, you know, going to the Dodger game and making sure that I'm not phoning it in? Um, so, but beyond that, happy. I'm, the end goal is definitely be to be happy. Um, and then really just to inspire. Like I really, I love, I I love women. I think women are the best ever. They're so strong and amazing and intelligent and smart and they can inspire so many people and they're nurturing and caring. And if I can help inspire young girls 
or, you know, other radio kids that want to come up and help mentor them. If I can help share people's stories, that's, that would be, I think just like a really big goal, how that's going to happen. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Right? right. We'll get there. Yeah. I think that your goals are honorable and like the universe, God, who, whatever you want to say, honors your honorable people and goals yeah for sure and everything happens for a reason everything happens for a reason because today tomorrow all this can be taken away I'm not not naive to that by any means I've been fired from jobs or I've had the no we're not going to extend that contract and you just kind of go okay this store is going to close and another one is going to open and it's going to be okay. Like I got a good head on my shoulders and I know that I've got family that I can always lean on for support. And you know, you're going to do what you, I think that's like, that's what I love about like coming from a Latin family. Like it's always like, we're going to make it work. Yeah. Like like there's just, there's no, I mean, there's no questions. Yeah. Right. It's just like, Oh, it'll it'll work itself out. It's fine. As long as you work hard and you're a good person. And that's the variable you control is that you can't control if you're going to get fired. You can't control if your company is going to close its doors tomorrow, but you control the work ethic that you bring to every single job. And so it's like, you're like, I know that I'm amazing and I will give a thousand percent to any task that you put in front of me. So I'm not worried because it will find me. Yes, exactly. Take care of what you can control. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So where can everyone follow you? Uh, on uh, Instagram, it's Hey Natalia, H-E-Y-N-A-T-A-L-I-A. On Twitter, it's Natalia Levin. Yes, I know they're not the same thing. <laughs> you know, when I signed up for Instagram, I was like, oh, like, well, when I signed up for Instagram, it was like, hey, Natalia. And then I was like, oh, I'll get Twitter to change it. to, And it, yeah, that it just like happen. never happened. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, Twitter, Natalia Levin, or Hey Natalia on Instagram, or uh, RadioBigBoy.com. We have, like, videos and stuff up there as well. And at the Dodger game. Or if you ever see me, just shout my name. Like, but shout it loud enough. Sometimes people are like, Natalia. And then I'm like, wait, what? And then no one will say anything. And I'm like, okay. It was me. <laughs> yeah, you should have taken that photo. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for thank coming you. by and sharing your story. I know that a lot of our listeners are always – um, you know, kind of eager to like hear these stories of of different women and their journeys and their I dreams so. and their aspirations <laughs> and something as as cool too, like in all the things that you do. I love what you said about inspiring other people and other women because I think at the end of the day, we you know we share that. As, yeah, as a that's whole. what you guys are doing every day. So when I see you guys doing things, I get inspired as well, and I love being able to be also inspired by people who are my same age. Like mm-hmm. you know how like so many times we look up to women, we're like, oh, oh Oprah. Oprah, yeah. And yeah. It's like, but like to be inspired, like well, one, like how inspired is like at least me by all of the kids that were at the March for Our Lives. Oh my God, for sure. Just taking the stage and giving those speeches, I was like, oh my gosh, how did you reunite this fire in me that wasn't there, that was so frustrated and sad about where Mm -hmm. our country was going? And look at this, like this 11-year-old or this 17-year-old and oh, and the Chavez, she was just amazing. I know, I know. It's true. You're like, I'm like, what was I doing when I was Yeah, what was I doing? Oh, I was at a football game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't need to go down that path. Um, Yeah, no, honestly, thank you so much for everyone listening definitely give her a follow and follow us at weight holds up pod on Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and definitely let us know like what you connected with, with this story, because I, and I love what you're saying about being inspired by your peers, because for me, as you were talking about, I'm, I want to inspire young girls. I'm like, girl, you're inspiring me. (laughs) Right now. 
And please don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Uh, it really helps other people find the podcast. So yes. we want to be able to connect and continue these conversations. And follow mm. and share if you if you like the episode. Tell sure. someone. Yeah. Tell someone. Yeah. Hey, someone. guess what I listened to? Make them go listen. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you again thank so much. You, no, thank oh, you for yeah. having me. So, so, like, it's such an honor to be even asked and to like, you know, I know that I talk a lot, but I hope that whoever was listening enjoyed me talking more than like because I know people come here to listen to you guys too so sorry no no <laughs> this, is what, this is what it's all about yeah. girl yes and now we've got to get her home for her bedtime so. I know. Yeah, because she needs to wake up early <laughs> all right bye everybody bye, bye. thank you